Hey everybody, welcome back to Garage Time. Let's get into it. goodness man i am so happy to be back on something of like a normal schedule mm-hmm. honest to god it, i felt like you know uh when you're in a casino and there's like no windows and there's no semblance of time or clocks or what day it is yep or where yep. you know are. It very well man like that's been ever since christmas has been over like that's been my life it's just been auto plant nothing you know like i can see light but I, like i had 75 i'll have 75 hours of overtime on this check see that's 23 pretty nice. and 52 hours between the that's two weeks. Nice. all you yeah. had to do was spend it in a what is technically a prison cell of giant gray walls and pillars with and machinery that could kill me. yeah yeah yep. absolutely no but so uh how was I mean? So we spent Christmas together. Um, we did Christmas, but New Year's I obviously was apart. How was How was your New Year's? It was good. Uh, was I met up with a buddy of mine? Um, well, met up with Mike, a buddy of ours, I suppose. And uh, you know, got drunk, didn't do much anything. Watched Wolf of Wall Street, as apparently you do on as you New do. Year's. Um, tried to drink as they drink, uh, left the other partaking to the in-screen didn't, actors. Didn't do any quaaludes? No, no, we couldn't find any in time, so we just left that one go. Um, but no, no, it was good. Um, I would <laughs> say, like, you know, just relaxing, you know, three-day bender. You know, some people like to go to the beach. Some people like to go, you know, take a hotel room, stay, go to a spa day, a three-night bender on somebody's couch. You know, that's yeah, yours like was uh, an alcohol cleanse. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Did you get all the presents you wanted? Yeah, I guess Santa so. bring you everything on your list? Yeah, I mean, I had, I don't think I had a list, but yeah, generally. So at that point, anything is better than nothing. That's right, that's uh, right. But well, no, how was your New Year's? It was, um, it was expensive. Not, well, not for me, I mean... So, you know, so it's a work day, yep. paid holiday, and time and a half on it, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, the same as every other day in my last week and a half, right? I, on, well, what day, what day is it today? Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah. So yesterday, I had to be at the plant at 4.30 in the morning because they were starting production. So it was the beginning of standby, and they had to do some stuff. And so... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead that, and pass on that wake up That call. was... Yeah, that was a long morning, uh, long day as well. But I mean, I was going to bed at like nine o'clock, nine mm. thirty all week. I mean, just just sign you, sign you up for the for the old folks home down in uh, sunny Florida. Yeah, on down Sunday, by the pool on the shuffleboard court. On Sunday, so the day, the last day of shutdown, technically. No one else is really working in the plant. It's just my guys working in there. And so I'm driving in. I'm a little late, and it's snowing. 
And so I call the project manager of the company, like like my counterpart, who's mm. running the job that we're or who's in charge of the job that we're doing. I'm like, hey, you know, are you are you holding the meeting? I'll call in. I'm just a little late. He goes, ah, you know, I opened the open the door and weather looked like shit, so I stayed home, which you know must be nice. Hey, now we're talking. So as I'm driving to work, it's like snow is getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm making it, but like on the exit that I have to get off of, I see there's a guy ahead of me and he's getting off there probably like 200 yards. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of curves to the right and curves to the left. And then there's a light and you turn off. So I'm going slow and I curve to the right. And as I come around the left, there's taillights and headlights in the ditch. Oh no, your, your exit buddy. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't make it. Uh, I slowed down and looked, and I, I feel kind of bad. I didn't stop, and I didn't no. get out. Well, like, where, where am I going to stop? Right in the path of the next car to lose traction and just right. go through my vehicle? And now... And, and also, what are you going to do? Do you have a winch on your, you know, two-wheel drive, front six engine? Uh, well, that was Ford my Focus, thing. Like, so like... I get out, and I'm like, are you okay? And they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like... Okay, bye. Good to hear. <laughs> I gotta here. get to work. Fend for yourself. Like, right. what am I gonna do? So I kind of slowed down. They looked all right. That was. I mean, they didn't hit anything. It was like it was one of the deep ditches. Yeah. Like it was like down, and then it like flattened out, and there were like reeds, like the yeah. high like grass, and so it was just right there. It was gone by lunch. No big deal. See, you know, either the snow piled up on top of him and crushed him to death, or he made it out fine. I think it wasn't. Safe it wasn't that much snow, but yes. No, it's, I don't know. It's always fun. I enjoy working in those plants. And you know, one thing I find that's so funny, and I guess you could probably prescribe this across like all veins of masculinity, Hmm. but man, trades, tradesmen and women, there's like, and I guess it kind of comes like uh, when you're a dad too, maybe for some people. Sure. But the like, uh, time to not be low man on the totem pole mm-hmm. and like what people do when they're not that low man and they're presented with a new low man oh yeah yeah it's complete hell for that person <laughs> and there's like no good reason why perfect example so there was like a like green behind the ears i think the kid probably just bought his books first day eh, maybe not but first first job he had ever been on ever and you know he's trying to stay out of the way as much as he can and mm. do whatever. And so I'm standing right there and I'm watching them working on this piece of equipment. They're they're demoing it out. And, and one of the guys, one of the journeymen said something and I was standing right there and I couldn't hear him. And this kid was like, what? And the guy turns around and he's like, when you get home tonight, you better clean those fucking ears out because I've told you this like 13 times. <laughs> And he's just screaming at this kid. I'm like, this kid, like, he just didn't fucking hear you. I'm just unbolting some screws here, buddy. I I get it. Like, a journeyman did this to you when you were a new apprentice. So, like, ergo, you must now shit on every apprentice that walks by. I get it. it. It's it's telling the apprentice to catch the, uh, the sparks that are coming off the grinder that you're using. And it's like, yeah, well, okay, well... Why? What are we doing here? We're just wasting time at this it point. It was so, like, it was just, I felt like Sigmund Freud, like, just monitoring, like, 
like seeing how the reactions were because it's like oh, so weird. Just ugh. it was. It's like you have animals in a cage that you've just put them in here, and now we're see which ones are the alpha males and which ones really take over and punish the younger ones and, and push them out of their own territory. We had a we had a safety guy who was living vicariously through the the tradesmen. He wasn't. Uh, I don't know. He was like trying to direct the the operator and like the Broderson, which is like the truck crane. Yeah, and he's like that's... doing like the signals and stuff. Like, and so finally, one of the guys when they were moving some equipment down an aisle, and I'm like checking something else out and i just hear this is the same guy that was yelling at the apprentice he's like stop communicating with my fucking opera and he's just laying it at this time he deserved to he was like stay in your fucking lane well it's the safety operator right we have a safety guy in my office right it's where i'm not in trades or anything but it's i i've worked in warehouses i've worked in offices where there's safety people and the sheer amount of I don't want to necessarily call it disrespect, but it is kind of what it is that's ain't that that's towards the safety guys is unparalleled in I don't know of any other profession that has it more than in safe or in uh in trades. It's it's you can't Well, what's your job as a safety guy? To fucking snitch on everybody. True, yeah. That's your job. Yeah. To fucking just like, what do you do? Do you go home and tell your wife how many fucking violations you wrote up for right. the day? Right. What I got three nerd. people fired today. Well, that sounds what like you're nerd. just a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, my god. Anybody that goes for that gig, I, I don't know. For, I don't know if people go for it if they're just found in it. But uh, that is not something that I don't think you want to be in. So this this safety is a little different than like an in-house safety person. So this is like a safety firm, right? That then hires someone to be the on-site safety rep. So if anything yeah. happens, they can fill the stuff out. They fill out the safety cards each day, allegedly. And then they're supposed to monitor on. So this isn't like your office safety guy. I mean, this is like an guy. Right. I mean, it's it's basically like, you know, a $10 an hour security guard guy that you get to like watch a parking lot type of stuff. Yeah, so some of them he, take. When it. he's trying to 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 ground control air traffic in back up your uh, your guy in the high low, it's like, buddy, just go, just go, go so look at the lunchroom, make sure somebody's not sitting down. Like, some of them can take it too far, where they're like super safety cop. Mm-hmm. I had one of the guys, and he was telling me about this that they did a job for a competitor of ours, I think this summer, and there was a safety guy that like, you know, so COVID, right? You have to wear a mask. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you, like, took off your glasses and your hard hat and kind of, like, wiped your brim, your brow, he'd, you know, start barking, you know, get your shit back on, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he was just hounding everybody. And I guess the the superintendent on their job went around and started asking all the tradesmen, do you have your OSHA 30? Do you have your OSHA 30? Blah, 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 blah. Do you have your OSHA 30? Because if you have, like, a certain percentage of your working crew that's OSHA 30 certified. You can kick out the safety guy. It, your crew works as his own safety guy. So they went up to this guy, the superintendent, and he threw all these union OSHA cards on this guy's desk. He's like, actually, we've got a, we've got the requirement for safety here. You're no longer needed. And We're good. Threw his ass off. But that's what you get for being a prick, right? Yeah. Look, know your, know your lane, right? Right. Sign the papers. Keep an eye out for plant safety. Mm-hmm. 
and things yeah, you don't like want that. anybody to die or anything but so like, then if you got to tip your crew off hey man make sure your your covid mask is up make sure mm-hmm. you got your glasses on oh you need a face shield while you're grinding like okay and yeah. then let the job get done nobody gets written up everybody goes home we all get paid right i don't know so here's a question for you with all this new overtime that you got and this newfound wealth that you are going to be coming into mm-hmm. in the next mm-hmm. pay period do you by any chance have enough for a yacht and or super yacht, preferably? Maybe it's a, a three-decker with crew cabins underneath? I don't think I could buy a 20-foot Lund. Hmm. So that's an issue, because I have now found a new page on Facebook called Yachts and Boats and something like that. And it's these, uh, it's, I don't know, whatever, some page, some verified page. And what they do is they go to boat shows. They go to marinas and see find all these yachts and super yachts, and they take like a 4K GoPro, and they, they give you a complete walkthrough with narration and notes. And whenever you go down the engine room, you see the crew cabins, you go to the helms, you go to the flying bridge, you go, you see all the you know the dining areas and whatnot, and the and the sleeping cabins, VIP cabins and whatnot. And let me tell you how much I want a fucking super yacht, 120 foot super yacht, triple deck. I got them picked out. So, but that's the hard part, right? The hard part is picking out the yacht. So true. Now that you've got that done, the easy part can come. I mean, let's be real. I mean, finding the perfect yacht—that's that's the hard part. Everybody yeah. knows that's the difficult part. So now take I, solace in knowing that you've you've crossed that difficult step. I've, off I've the really list. done. I've done the Kelly Blue Book work. I mean, it's it's we're there. Uh, you've even—I'm sure you've even budgeted it, so you know indeed. how much your deck, mm-hmm. your dock slip's going to cost, mm-hmm. and. Birthing fees, yeah, crew fees. Yeah, I'm really tossing up the idea of of do I want uh, uh, two speedboats that can sit on the front deck, or do I want a couple sea doos that I can sneak mm. around in there somewhere? Uh, I guess it depends on how many people I'm going to have on the boat from time to time. I always wrestle with the how much space do I want inside, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how much covered space do I want outside yeah because you'll find it is a very you sacrifice one for the if, other i mean if you situation. get super big if you're you know roman abramovich you know mm-hmm. you know talking like 200 million dollar yacht yeah then yeah whatever but like it, it's nice to have like a 50 50 where like your inside space is as big as your outside space mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and you and you'll find like ones like where the front deck will just be wooden planks on a deck. I'm like, well, that's just we're just wasting space here. Put you know what the worst put thing put something about, up here. You know what the worst thing about all of this is? I don't want to take my yacht that I don't own out into the high seas. Hmm. I just want to be like import. Like I want to be docked. Yeah, and then everybody see me yachting. There, is, right, that, is, that the, is that the verb? I, I am yachting. I'm yachting. Yes. There was I'm, a. There was a. I forget what uh, what ship it was, what yacht it was, but it's it was owned by some rich person. It was like a '98 something rather. It was owned by some rich person and then was purchased by another rich person, and he redesigned the whole thing, and he re- redesigned the engines and changed it from a boat that it, so it's it was super luxurious on the inside and not much on the outside because the point wasn't to be docked. He said, I want to go from, I want to be able to have lunch in Portofino, Italy and dinner in like Greece right? in the same day. I want to have lunch, get on the yacht and have this massive, like being inside a mansion luxury and then for dinner be 
you know, in Mo- or Morocco or something, right? Right, right. Through the Mediterranean, and that's what they did. So it had like a it had like a thousand mile range, which was like just over what they needed, and it could you know it was like a four hour trip, you know, cruising thirty four knots, just going, and you know it's just popping from dinner location to lunch location to breakfast location. Where do you want to be? Goodness gracious, I I, I just. I remember when I lived in in Boston, and we were in, we were, we were in Southie, or I think no, we were in Fenyal Hall, which is like the marketplace, and uh, there was a huge. We were out having dinner. There was a gigantic, yeah. Like mind you, there were always huge yachts there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there was this one that was like, wow. Right. I counted 37 crew walking well, off that boat. And they came nice. into the restaurant that like we were eating in and drinking in. It was like summertime, right? So we're all outside. And I was chatting up one of the guys. And I forget where he said they were from. I was fucking drunk. I'm sure mm-hmm, I was acting mm-hmm. a right prick. But, oh, man. Like, just the thought of... And then now my mind's like... I had to pay 37 people to do all this shit. So that's the mm-hmm. problem with these yachts, right? Cool. Buy a $200 million yacht. You're going to spend the same amount and running it over the life of it, right? Correct. You're going to pay a fleet. I now own, I, I employ fleeties. Is mm-hmm. that what they are? Fleeties and fleetettes. Flights? Flightus? They better, they better fucking hope I don't ever own a yacht because that's what I'm going to call them. Well, there's probably a lot of reasons why the world w- hopes we don't own a yacht. Because I mean, we'll be—I I don't know—we'll be blasting up the Detroit River in our, you know, 130 foot, you know, mega yacht, right. and just blasting uh, Leonard Skinner or something. <laughs> We're gonna be getting interviewed and be like, "There ain't no sharks in these waters." <laughs> That's right. We That's live right. on the on Lake Michigan. We don't go Atlantic. We don't go Pacific. We hang out right here. Everything's I can't fine. see the coast. I'm, I'm too far. That's too right. far. Bring me in. Well, I'm glad know. you found. I'm glad you found. Did it's the very hard fun. part. Found your uh, your yacht, so you can just bookmark that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like we have all of the other homes that we're going to buy. Yep, indeed. And that way, when it's inevitably time, inevitably, mm-hmm. you just cut the check. Just pulls a list. Drop the guy. Drop the guy a message via Facebook and be like, "Let's make this official, bro." Here you That's go. The thing. Do you, uh, yeah. other than finding a way to buy a new mega yacht, mm-hmm. with it being the new year, do you have any New Year's resolution? <clears throat> Hang on a second. Resolutions? Sorry, I was speaking cursive there for a yeah, moment. Yeah, okay. All right. I was just making sure. Yeah, new Year's resolutions. All There's right. no G in that word. Resolutions. Resolutions. Um, I'm not one big for resolutions i don't lie. i think they're kind of pretentious and people don't stick to them anyway so what's the fucking point with that being said let me now completely flip turn that because i do have a couple um and they're more they're just personal traits that i want to work on and, and personal um i don't know traits probably isn't the right word um but i want to do more of and be better at smoking cigars I think that is a skill that has developed over time, and although I have spent many a time smoking cigars, I feel like I'm, I'm not gaining or I'm not getting the full experience. Mm. I feel like my 
exhales and my drags are just all over the place. You it know, sounds third like a world golf sloppy. Game. Yeah. And so honing that in, taking good, nice drags, having nice exhales with purpose and meaning behind them. Uh, in addition to not just smoking the cheapest $12 shit cigar that I can find because I want one that night in my local humidor. Um, I think those things combined is going to really, really up my elegance level, at least personally. That's right. I'll still look like white trash to everybody else, but at least personally, there'll be a, a, a step up. Yeah, no, I like that. I I got the humidor you bought me, so we're going to need to... like three Christmases ago, and you still haven't cracked the, the little beads that go in I, the thing. One, which is good, because I don't have it full of cigars yet, so I did, I did try to calibrate the humistat in it. Is that what that's called? Uh, Humistat? Humid, humidistat? The fucking thing that tells you how wet you're getting. I get what you're saying. That is just an odd word. Okay. Um, Yeah, they don't have them up here because we don't get super. If you ever live in Florida, you have one. And it basically controls the relative humidity in your house. And so when you're a snowbird and you take your yacht all the way up to fucking, you know, Bar Harbor, Maine for your summers. Mm -hmm. And you leave your place in Florida if you have wood floors and you don't fix that. They're going to swell and buckle anyways. Well, so why would anybody not turn the humidity level all the way down to nil? Because that seems more preferable. They forget. When I lived in Florida and I did floors, I was like 90% of the work we did was a bunch of seniors that would come down in their condos and they forgot to set their shit right. Why would they, they, when they're down there, want the humidity up and to begin with? Well, you have to have it in a. It's, we're not going to get into an HVAC section on here. All right, this is just just trust me. Okay, we, too much. I humidity, believe you. I'm just saying. Wood uh, floors, yeah. Right, got to have some humidity, humidity. Is bad for me. You're, you're, well, don't move to Florida because that's all it is. There is well, fucking humidity. Anyways, um, I I tested that thing because you got to make sure that you know. Like like a meat thermometer, right? Like, cool, mm-hmm. this says 160 degrees, but if I put it in a cup full of ice water and it says, you know, fucking two degrees, well, I know that's not right. It should say right. 32 degrees. So now I'm off. So I'm off 30 degrees. So same thing. So I did that. However, it was in the middle of quarantine. I don't remember. I knew it was off a little bit. I think okay. I don't. I don't think it ever got to the full amount. So, so now you smell again. another after. Sp- spend another afternoon. It's like a full day. Like it's like a Ziploc bag. You got to get a bit of salt and then you put some water and like you put the salt in like a small cup. I put it in like a kid's uh, liquid Tylenol cup because it's like a really small amount. You put just enough water to like get it all wet. You don't want to have any standing water in it. And then you close it up in the Ziploc bag and the thing will go. It's supposed to go to X, whatever temperature. I forget whatever whatever number it is. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever you're off, you just adjust it, right? So, mm. but anyways, so we we can work on, we've already got the footing for that. We'll, get, yes. we'll find some good solo buys or some variety packs via some of the online distributors and we can. I have, I have, uh, I follow a cigar aficionado. It's a magazine, mm-hmm. cigar, cigar smoking magazine. Through them, I found a, a, a storefront in, in London who deals in high quality cigars and then through them, I go wholesale straight to the Dominican Republic. Now, the problem is they got to slide in a kilo of Coke for you to get the deal on the cigars. 
And then you then have to ingest that and carry it to Canada or something. I don't know. I didn't read the fine the fine. Uh, There's always fine writing. <laughs> devil's in the details. Yeah, the devil is in the details. But the point is, we can get some very nice cigars from the Dominican. Now Republic. the question is, if we just called them and decided to mule for them, how many mm. cigars would they throw in? I think they could the like house? tape a cigar, a free cigar, to the condom of heroin, and then just right down what the gullet. What if I bought? cocaine from them would i get a free cigar see now that sounds like an opportunity because that might pique my interest i'm just and really kidding. if I'm we just wanted kidding. to Say we could no recoup kids. we could recoup our money from the cocaine by selling the cigars because they are dominican cigars exactly. and not cuban because yes. you cannot buy we do not advocate getting cuban cigars here because it is illegal children you cannot get cuban cigars yeah, we don't want to don't want to break the law so Recap. Avoid illegal Cubans by Mm -hmm. purchasing cocaine from Dominican men and then them giving us cigars and us selling Dominican cigars to offset our Dominican cocaine cost. Correct. I think think this is a plan here. I'm good with it. I have a resolution, and it's kind of like a broad-spanning one. So I want to, like, up my dad quotient game when it comes to the neighborhood. Okay. Right? Like, I want to get fit. I want to look a little better. Drop mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. weight. Uh, but I think, like, I maybe need to focus on my calves a bit more. Because okay. nothing says better dad than you than a nice set of calves on a summer day when I'm in my cargo shorts and my white New Balance is cutting my grass. Correct. Correct. A little baby oil on the calves. Make sure Just, they don't get burned I got to have the something there to pop, you know? That's right. Because normally what you could do is you could flex with, a riding mower, but you know my property. We don't. We don't. Yeah, you can't. I, I got street parking and alley parking, so there's no driveways. I don't have enough room for a riding mm-hmm. mower. Don't need it, right? So, if I work on things like, and then another thing is, I want to spend more time on my roof. Okay. Not really doing anything per se, but just in those high traffic neighborhood moments, really nice mm-hmm. days in the spring, uh, where things are happening. And I'm like, oh man. Adam's back up. Look, he's so handy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's doing something up there. Up doing there. stuff. Look mm-hmm. at him. And then also, great vantage point for the calves because I got a decent steeped roof, so I'm going to have to use my toes a lot to really keep my grip. So it's going to really that climbing some, up that ladder is going to give you a fantastic angle of the calves. really good inflection on my calf muscle mm-hmm. being activated. Mm-hmm. So, and the cool thing is with the dormer off the back that of my like house, go 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 gadget calves activate. Bingo. So with the dormer off the back of my house, it's kind of like a flat roof. So like I can really get up there, walk along the ridge mm-hmm. and the spine of my roof, and then I can kind of get there. And I live off of uh, a main, technically it's a state highway, but Dear so you can see, you can technically see my dormer from from the street as, mm-hmm. as you drive. So me standing up there looking like, hey, I'm a dad, I'm doing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Saturdays. You think these are my days off? Now this is when the real work happens. Right, right. They're gonna know. <laughs> look at him! Look at him! All the way up on the damn roof. And they're He's gonna know great from calves, a distance by the way. that the cheeseburgers coming off that grill are gonna be medium rare with a toasted brioche bun oh, and some nice aged cheese. I'm glad you brought that up. So, indeed, Christmas, uh, mom got me like the thing I wanted. Right. So she was mm-hmm. asking. She's like, "What do you guys want? What do you guys want?" Wife, the kids. I'm like, all right, well, here's some things and some ideas for me. And here's some ideas for, for the wife. And then I said, 
if you're feeling spicy, mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. the thing I'm going to buy if, you know, people don't chip in. Like, that's yeah. what I initially assume. Like, here's something that's kind of expensive. You know, if, if anyone else wants to chip in, like, there's that. I'm going to buy it regardless, but. I mean, that's the strategy for Christmas, just as an aside, is you, so you give your list that you know are practical things, like I need, I'd like this $20 book or these packet of socks or whatever. But just at the bottom, you're good, like, hey, don't feel obligated and don't think you have to. But if you really want to. I just don't have many ideas this. and this is. Uh, yeah. Got to have that. So I got the Thermalworks Signals. Uh, it's the name of it. It's called Signals. Uh it's Bluetooth and wireless uh, or Wi-Fi enabled barbecue alarm. Mm-hmm. So it's four channels and it's better than the one I have now that is four channels that has an app with it because that one's Bluetooth. This one is Bluetooth but also Wi-Fi. So the thing about that is Wi-Fi penetrates walls, right? I mean, we use the Wi-Fi yeah. for the Apple TV in the garage. Mm-hmm. So now I can do those long smokes and go to sleep when I need to, when everything's humming along. And if I, you know, set my parameters, blah, 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 blah. If I start dropping too low or getting too hot, it'll wake me up. On top of that, I then bought this thing called the Billows Fan. And it's like this tiny little like 64 CFM fan mm-hmm. that you insert into one of the vents in the bottom of mine. So I got like what's called a UDS and ugly drum smoker yeah it's a it's a giant pill on legs yeah it's like a it's like a blacked out uh norco right Mm -hmm. and uh so you close the bottom ones and you leave the intake open a little bit and then you have the one that you mount this to and you plug that into the signals into channel four Mm. and you set a parameter like a temperature parameter i want it to be 225 and if it gets below that by like five degrees or whatever it starts to draw in air air to give the coal some more oxygen right if it gets too high it chokes it off and the other ones are closed now so nothing else comes in so i mean it's practically me buying like a pellet smoker without really doing it but my point is that's the third part of the upping of the dad game is the briskets are going to be on i mean uh I'm going to be maybe some Cornish game hens. See, come on now. I mean, obviously pulled pork, you know, the full shoulders, Mm -hmm. the ribs, of course. Who knows? There's a bunch of weird shit I want to get into this summer when it comes to smoking meat. So uh, I'm all over it. See, I can dig this. And I'm all over being there eating the pulled pork and the ribs and having a cigar and a glass of scotch with all of that. There we go. I mean, you just have just constant 24-7, just there's a pork butt on. And the minute that one's done, temperature's already dropping for the ribs to go in. Slide the ribs. This is 24-7. We got there, there, people. I got Jose back here slaughtering pigs. He's just chopping the heads off and putting the whole thing in the That's smoker. Right. I'm just going to turn my entire backyard into like a Brazilian, you know, barbecue pit. Just cinder blocks all around. And then those like metal grates that just lay yeah. filleted pig, the Get the some wife really, make some really not. good jerk chicken out of that. And it works out perfectly because your garage opens up to the alley. So if you have customers, people just that are... bring them in back. Well, and so the way you get around the law of having any type of license is you give the way, the way, give the food away for free, but people donate. Ah, uh, yes. 
They Goodness give you a donation of $35, and in return for their gracious donation, you provide them a gift of a plate full of pulled pork and three spare ribs. Man, the best barbecue I think I've ever had was on the east side at like... Of course it was. was just off 75 and Davison. It was at a tire and wheel shop. And by tire and wheel shop, I literally mean on the corner, two bays... With, mm-hmm. like, the perimeter fence of this place was just a bunch of rubber tires all stacked outside. Mm-hmm. And every Friday, I used to work out that way. Every Friday, they had this huge, you know, 100-whatever-gallon drum that was turned into a smoker. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't even have butcher paper. It was wrapped in newspaper, just like they, you know, it used to be in Chicago back in the day, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that's just, how up north side, and I think this is probably something that's anathema to around Detroit, is I got a buddy lives up on the west side, north side, and I'll go out to his house and hang out with him or whatever, take him back home and driving through there. Yeah, the you know, every corner will have somebody's local, you know, husband had brought his grill out there, brought his smoker out there. And every Saturday, three or four guys get out there with a with a tent and smoke some meat and come by five dollars for a plate of food. And it'll be the it'll be the best barbecue you have in your life. In truth, that's something that like in in the did we win the lottery episode that's always been like one of my like open a barbecue joint that's mm. like this is what we have each day and we close when we're out kind of thing the inverse of that is i'm not going to want to get up at 3 a.m and start doing this True. And that, so but lottery somebody can prep the meat and i'll show up at six right yeah, or we'll you'll see. show up we'll at see. six i won't now, here's a thought. We've had this idea, and I'm just spitballing here before, about hitting the lottery and try and wanting to do the, uh, you know, own a bar with a restaurant attached to it so that way we can sit in the back like a mob group. That's right. right. And, and, and wave people towards us silently for another glass of wine. Or One of or, the main reasons I want to learn Russian, mm-hmm. just so I can speak it in general. Without and people anybody. who hear me be like, I've literally never heard a person speak Russian before. So I'm just going to automatically assume this guy's up to no good. And this is my spitball here. Does that work out of a smoke shop, barbecue shop joint? No. no I don't know if the ambience is the same. I don't think it does. Like, Because the dark colors, the leather seats, right? The booths and the, the lamp on the table, that works in an Italian joint. The old of... red cloth with mm-hmm. the fucking mm-hmm. the dangly bulbs on the end right. of it, right? But cafeteria style with the with the checkered uh, uh, placemats that doesn't. And the yeah, baskets, famous Dave's yeah. famous Dave's doesn't give off like oh. big crime lord vibes, right? Like I don't think you know what's his name. Uh, what the hell was his name? I can think of his. Real name as the actor, I can't think of. Uh... Oh my god, Goodfellas! I, I I don't see Joe Goodfellas. Pesci? No, I know their names. I'm... Why am I drawing a blank on the actual people's names? Like who really owned Henry? Play? Yes, Henry. Like I, I can't see a yeah. modern day Goodfellas taking place at a fucking famous Dave's. No, no, that's not how that works. No, you know, you know Jimmy two times. You know, isn't right. gonna go get the paper. Get the papers. And then go back to table 32. Well, now, if he's talking about the uh, paper towels that are at every table, and if he's out, he may be actually saying that. It's it's true. I'm going to go get the papers to get the papers. Because <laughs> there is never enough. 
what a sweet like I always watch those movies. I'm like, man, those are for the most part pretty cool ass nicknames. Mm-hmm. There's always like a Pete the Killer, and you're like, guess I won't ask that guy how he got his nickname. <laughs> I'll just steer clear of Pete. Well, there was a uh, I saw. Uh, an article the other day that uh, uh, Michael Cohen, President Trump's former lawyer, whatever. So he got out of his two year stint up in like uh, probably club fed, club fed, you know, yeah. upstate New York. And he comes out and he says, uh, or he was doing an interview like on MSNBC about how he's going, how he made promises to a couple of guys he met in prison to, to lobby for prison reform, which is a fine cause to lobby for. But what, what a time in prison. Yeah, right. Is the guy's names that he brought up was uh, Big Minty <laughs> and uh, oh fuck, what was the other Big guy's Minty? Name? Big Minty and Tony Meatballs. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> he's on national television. He goes, yeah, I promised Tony Meatballs and Big Minty that I'd lobby for prison reform. Big Minty sounds like the absolute unit of a Girl Scout, right? Yeah, like. The enforcer that makes you buy more Thin Mints. Yeah. Like, don't make me call up Big Minty. Big right? Minty. She sold more Thin Mints than any girl in the entire troop put together. Uh, I don't think Tony Meatballs is a Girl Scout, though. No, and I don't think we have to stretch our imagination very far to figure out where that nickname Just came from. Just some fat fuck that, like... I mean, it's Meatball Wednesday at Club Fed. You can Fed hear him and... eating from miles away. Yeah. Like when he, like the sound of me eating with my mouth open is Mm -hmm. the sound of him breathing. Yeah. Like that's how fat this guy is. Like that's how congested and congealed his fucking neck is. (laughs) That breathing sounds like me like chewing on a hunk of ham. Like that's, that's what his breathing sounds like. It's it's also his natural musk as well is just sweating cured salted meats. Could you imagine what it sounds like when Tony Meatball stands up, like gets out of a chair? There's an audible noise that, there's that comes like, both out of his mouth and then just from his his girth. There's like a there's a point where like because you know he's got to do it with his arms first, where he's like grabbing the chair to like just simply get his back off the back of the chair. Correct, correct. And then there's a part where he tries to engage his core, and he tucks his chin and he just white knuckles <laughs> the side, and he just gets a little lift. And then he and just kind of right holds down. for a minute, like there's no like continuation of momentum. Correct. And then he sits down, and then he's got to kind of catapult himself. And up. then it's the rock. Then it swings into okay, that failed. The initial, do I have the strength to do yeah. it? Fails. And, and now we're into st- step two, which is let's try the rock. There's the Tony. You need a hand, and he's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Like, well, what the fuck I look like? Trying you to gonna eat up? the rest of that meatball sandwich. I'm trying to stand up for like 13 minutes. He's like, my feet were asleep. I can't stand up. I'll fall over if I stand. I got to take my... I gotta, you want me to just jump up out of the couch? Fuck out of here. Who's this guy? He just stands up, right? You fall over. Good God. Oh, my God. Fucking Tony Meatball. I mean, I don't... Like, how do you... Like, you, it, it, it's, like it's like rolling the die. Die? Rolling the dice when you're mobbed up and... You end up with a nickname, right? Because you don't get to make your own nickname. Somebody yeah. else is going to do that for you, right? So you better hope it's something cool, right? It's normally like when you finally get kind of included in like yeah. low-level shit. Which right? should be a joyous moment. I'm part of the gang now. But like could you imagine – like so you can't like refuse your mob nickname, right? So yeah. imagine, you know, you get like 
you're there with your other, you know, asshole friends that are mm-hmm. like now becoming like package runners and shit. And, you know, you get, you're all kind of getting, you know, lapped up or however it happens and you get mm-hmm. stuck with like flipper. Yeah. Tommy you know, rabbit but, nuts. I yeah. Yeah. Like bald, bald patch. And you're like, okay, I get it. But <laughs> I like, get it. But you can't fucking tell him no. Yeah, I mean, I, what are you gonna c- do? Cigarette Larry. It's like I don't even smoke, man. Like, right, yeah, I, I sold I cigarettes just... at one time. Right. Uh, is there like? Do you think there's like an HR department you go to? That's like, uh, <laughs> is there a, a form a I can fill out? Box. <laughs> These are all anonymous. Everything is is confidential. Now I'm going to sit here and watch you write this and put it in. And just to make sure you do it right, I just want to make sure you get <laughs> it in, you inserted like in the box. Yeah. Good grief. I don't know. Good Tony, grief. You know, Tony Meatballs. That sounds like a guy who sits at a subway every day waiting for uh, their meatball sandwiches to come fresh out of the steamer. I don't know. Tony Meatball. Are. Tony Meatball was a longshoreman in Baltimore who never got off the couch inside the trailer that was the the onshore at the dock union mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. management trailer, right? And every time they're like, are you even going to fucking work today? Your your card got called. What, what are you going to do? And he's like, ah, oh, I pulled my back out. And he just never yeah. fucking gets up. You know how the way my mom's health is. You know I can't put her through that. Are you kidding me? Did you even look at the even look at the weather? The barometric mm-hmm. pressure's through the roof. My knees would cave in. Were you trying to get me killed on the job? It's ridiculous. No, paperwork that would be for you? No, no, no. I'm just someone's got to wait for lunch to be delivered. Who's gonna sign for lunch if I'm out there and you guys are running around? You guys don't even care about lunch. It's, it's nine o'clock. No one's even thinking about lunch yet. <laughs> okay, that's like twelve minutes of. Tony Meatball on Tony this. Meatballs. I could do probably 12 more at least. I don't know. You know, you know who I, I'll take Tony Meatballs over Baked Bean Dad, though. Bean Dad? Yeah. I mean, Tony yeah. Meatballs, I can guarantee you, is not going to make his daughter uh, allegedly struggle for six hours uh-huh. using a can opener to open baked beans. No, somehow I doubt that. Tony Meatball has more respect for children than right. I mean, Tony Tony Meatball might be a lot of things, but he's not an asshole dad, right? Correct, correct. And here's another thing, right? This that guy fucking baked beans. That was your right. go-to. This was the line in the sand. This far, no further. Nobody's I'm a eating dad, tonight. Right? I'm a dad. I have two children. Uh, they come to me and they go, "Dad, I'm hungry." I have a can of beans. That will never, ever come out of my fucking mouth. No. One, because I don't want my children to eat a can of beans. What kind of child is it that this man is raising where they're like, hmm, good point, Dad. I'll have some of those beans. (laughs) Who the fuck is that? And on the other hand, if I saw my child come walking out of the kitchen with a can of open beans uncooked with a spork in it, I'm fighting the child. You're out of here. I don't care if it's mine or if I'm babysitting. That You're child's getting out. fought. Beans. That guy was such a... Uh, I was reading that, and it made me so fucking mad that this fucking dweeb thought he was being so, like... He's like, life lessons. Is mm-hmm. talk- Persistence. 
and, and, and patience. the way he the yeah. way he like talked about it, he was like, study the mechanics of the can opener. Every part exists. Shut the fuck up, yeah. man. Who the fuck do you think you are? This and well, it's like me, it's like it's like look at this guitar. Study the mechanics. Now here's some Spanish guitar solo written by I don't know somebody. Play it. You've studied it enough. No, right. I can't do that. Imagine, imagine thinking that's a good way to teach anyone to do anything. Mm. Like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna tell someone. Look at this Tig and Mig arc welder. Mm-hmm. Study it. Understand that everything on here has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Now go weld those structural beams together. No. Fucking teach them. Yeah, I mean... It, like, you couldn't even, like, start... Dude, uh... Right, that, it's, that girl is going to put him in the worst fucking Shady Acres nursing home retirement center mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. soon as she can. If he's lucky. It'll be the one that uh, Tony Meatballs and Big Minty are running uh, uh, wheelchair scams That's out right. Of. That's right. That, I mean, that's I... A, right, like, I, I have been in leadership courses i've taught leadership courses and i don't think any of that is required to understand that this person doesn't know how to do this thing allow me to demonstrate and then the next time you get it what kind of post-apocalyptic message did he really think because he was like quoting the what was it the road with vigo mortensen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're it's a fucking can of bush's baked beans and a can opener well and and (laughs) i think he said something about like I never taught her how to how to open a can of beans with a manual can opener and how she's going to survive in a post-apocalyptic. Open it with a knife or something? I was like, yeah. You don't carry around a can opener. That's a waste of weight and oh, space. Dad would be I so would mad. carry a knife and would jam. I've opened them that way. It what works just M- fine. M- M53 can openers? Dad would be yeah. so mad if he heard you say that. Well, No, if, truth be told, Vigo Mortensen, Dad, if I'm that hungry and I don't have... My, uh, yeah, but but good point. If this guy really wants to teach her how to survive in whatever nuclear Armageddon he thinks he's going to be living in, mm-hmm. uh, the out of the kitchen big ass plastic red spinny handle yeah. can opener probably isn't not what you're going to be using. Maybe you should teach her to smash it off of a rock and then mm-hmm. scoop it up with the dirt and gravel and Can just it? eat it as such because right. that's probably more. Of your post-apocalyptic uh, dinner time, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's fine, right? Because if you think you're staying in your basement with your in your bungalow suburban house with all your canned food in the basement and surviving that way, let me get news for you: if you think any apocalyptic world is not going to burn down your entire neighborhood for like the first thing it does, fucking crazy. Listen here, Bethany, you think you think you're just going to survive in this wasteland? And what what are you going to have? You're going to have plastic top dole fruit cups mm-hmm. you think that's mm-hmm. the the cushy life we're gonna live no you're gonna have condensed compressed pineapple slices in a tin can without a pull tab that's, that's right. the kind of hell we're gonna have to endure this is what i'm shaping you for now i do realize that this Plastic can opener is a little finicky, and sometimes it takes six and a half hours to open. But by God, this is the only way we're going to do it in this household. You'll look back one day, and you'll thank me. I'm sure she will thank you when she's like, "Yeah, I haven't talked to my dad in 36 years. I now know what mental void in my life." 
making me wait six hours to eat fucking canned beans when I was yeah. hungry. And then, you know, thinking that you're a good dad at the end of it. And then also, let's go back to the beginning where in that thread he says something to the effect of, yeah, that's all she could eat because there was no food in the house. Like, <laughs> you are a verified check mark on Twitter. You got to have a savings account. Go to the fucking grocery store so your child doesn't have to struggle for six hours to eat again. Baked beans. Oh my God. Also, were we? Has anybody confirmed that in fact it was baked beans and not just a can of and beans? Light red kidney beans. Yeah, we got lime. A can of lima beans is all that's in the dusty cupboard. I, I got a jar of Great Northerns up there. Cause, Dad, I'm opening these with my skull. Cause I'm not eating them. She should have opened it up with his skull. Should have just absent. She should have fucking taken that can of beans. And fucking sweet teed that guy's ass. There we go. Now we're talking. If we learn anything from popular cultures, that hitting people with cans seems to work. Right in the fucking mouth. That's right. Could you imagine if you worked on the like marketing department for Twisted Tea? Like you show up that 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 Monday after it happens, and you guys are all kind of quiet, and you're like, everyone's just quiet and just the waiting, and room. the first person's like, "So we're running with this, right?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like. Are we latching on to hitting racists in the face with yeah, twisted I mean, D's? It's not like just some man assaulted another man for no reason with a with our product. Like, what are we? We're we're on board with this, right? We're going to try to squeeze some money out of this. This is free marketing, correct? I would have been fine with that type of marketing. They should have product they, is good for hitting racists in the face. They should have gave that man the fucking ocean spray treatment, like they did the dude on the fucking skateboard. Get the man a new Silverado. Yeah, that's what I'd do. Mm-hmm. And it'll be the holster. greatest TikTok crossover yeah. of our generation. Get like a holster for a sweet tea or for his twisted tea. Is that our modern day yin and yang? I think so. We got ocean spray yin. I don't know which one's yin and yang, but and then yin, twisted ocean tea spray is, is yang. Yeah, twisted tea is the the necessary evil, right? Yeah, the weapon. I like it. I think, I think it, it provided some great meme fodder for this last week. It was outstanding. I, I will say some of the uh, um, a few of the Twitch streamers that I f- I follow uh, regularly. They, they're sponsored by Twisted Tea and have been for a little bit, and they were told not to bring that up on their stream because they do like sponsored streams. Like so, the next two hours is brought to you by Twisted Tea, and they all drink one and, and do whatever. And they were told. Because one guy brought it up and they're like, gee, Ixnay on the whatever, Skay, you can't talk about it. <laughs> so apparently mind. Twisted T went. Yeah, apparently yeah. that board meeting was really fucking lame. Yeah, it's a bunch of squares. Now listen, we can't, we can't condone slapping races in the face with our tea. Do you know how big of a, a product loss we would have from that? All the racists would stop buying our product. Can't have that. No. Oh my God. So... I, I don't know if you're following, but so not to uh, stray too political. I don't want to, but so they've rewoken up uh, John King from his what was supposed to be <laughs> thousand year nap to rework the giant boards for this runoff election. And he doesn't look very happy about it, to be quite frank. He's like some, it's like Godzilla, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever some like plague comes, some like destructive monster force he just like dredges himself up from the bottom of the fucking ocean why have you awoken me he's like dragging his touch his six seventy inch touch screen behind him 
He's got the stand with it. Good. He's like uh, like Candyman. You have to say John King's name three times in the touch screen. And while touching magic, a touch yeah. screen. You have to touch the John King picture three times in a row. <laughs> I think I think we talked about this on the election night one, or you and I mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah. We need hands. to get like an update on his fingertips, because I'm pretty sure there's an well, ant, and I don't uh, know where this ant lives, but it's got like this fucking flat disc on its head, and his yeah. job is to be the last one into the colony when there's a, a threat, and his big-ass fucking flat head blocks the hole so nobody can get in. It just shuts the lid to that the hole. That reminds me of what I think John King's fingertips look like, because that man just only touches tip to tip. Yeah. That's all he does, and he bounces the whole time, tip yep. to tip. It's all, it's all, it's a, it's a, it's a nervous tick or I don't know. I feel like he's got to be, he's either touching the screen. He talking just doesn't to, know what to do with his hands. Yeah. And, and he's like, I need to be sleeping or touching the screen. I don't know what it is. Like resurrecting. It's, I feel like I'm watching the mummy movie, but instead of it being an evil Chinese emperor or Egyptian emperor, it's, it's just John King. hair. <laughs> I feel like Tom Cruise in cocktail. <laughs> so we're here in cocktail hour, as you can tell by that that lovely sound we just heard. Um, today we have it, it's a it's a little late to the party, considering we didn't have an episode last week. Um, but it's a it's a beverage that you can have for New Year's. It's a champagne cocktail. Um, and but really, it's fine for any time. Anytime you have a bottle of champagne lying around, you don't just want just the champagne, or you don't just want a mimosa. It's something that kind of livens it up a little bit and changes its its, its style, I suppose. Um, so it's called the uh, the French seventy five, and just in basic terms, it's uh, an ounce of gin, half an ounce of fresh lemon juice, half an ounce of simple syrup, and then three to four ounces of champagne. Those ratios, of course, can change depending on your uh, size of glass. Uh, and then you just take a lemon twist, express it over the top, and drop that bad boy in. Um, different variations of this have it to where you can shake the ingredients minus the champagne together and then pour the champagne over it. Or you can just have those ingredients cold already, pour it to a glass, and kind of do a layering effect. Preference, if you like it cloudy, or if you still like the clearness of the champagne. Um, it's really personal preference for you. Um one thing that's interesting about this drink is so it was uh, named after um, the fast firing, the quick firing 75 millimeter machine gun that the French used in World War One uh, to fight back the Germans. Um, yeah, I mean, it, only it's the just French, like the, dude. Right? It's just like the French, right? Like in America, we'll have like the boiler maker, right? Mm-hmm. A glass of beer and a shot of whiskey because. When you were a boilermaker and you left work, it was just any just tradesman, really, right? It was a beer alcohol shot, right in the right? system. It was just this and take it right to the fucking head. The French, they get out of you know this terrible world war, and in some bar, some man has this and he's telling a story about massacring Nazis with a machine mm-hmm. gun. Mm-hmm. And the drink he equates murdering fascists with is champagne and lemon and sugar mm-hmm. water and so this is the French. same guy who's got his bolt action rifle blowing the heads off nazis and he's has this real thin cigarette sticking out of yeah. his mouth yeah 
terrible. Got nowhere else to be in the world. That's that's what all French people look like, I think. (laughs) But no, it's a good cocktail. It's sweeter than you might expect, but it's also something that, you know, instead of just champagne, but you want something a little stronger because champagne's just not getting you there. Tossing in an ounce, ounce and a half, shots worth of gin, whatever you like. Depends how strong you like it. But then you have the sweetness of the lemon and the sweetness of the uh, simple syrup just to balance it out. So it's not just like taking a shot of gin with some champagne on top of it. No, it's a, it's a very lovely drink. I love this. I we, we actually, you told me this was going to be the one that we were having. So I actually made it for my New Year's Eve, which subsequently was at like 7.30 p.m. Sure. Because sure. I went to bed at 8.30 p.m. Um, But no. Really, really cool change of pace drink, especially because like most people like champagne, mimosas, which yes, make yeah, mimosas, love, them. love, love them. them. However, you can do more, right? Mm-hmm. There are other things you can do. And so uh, the French 75, um, if we did decimals would be a French 7.5, but we're ah, just going to give go. it a solid seven. It works. So seven Wimbledon Woodies for the French 75 and... I don't know. Three cheers for the allies. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, next time you're murdering fascists, make sure you cool it and wash it all down with a, right. a nice French 75. Not a twisted tea, apparently, but a French 75. We're Correct. ready to rock. Well, that was nice. Cocktail hour. Nice. Uh, Nice, nice little respite, if you will. Um, and the cool thing about cocktail hour is when, regardless of where you listen to, um, maybe that's now or maybe this will be later, is that when normal starts to come back and you can go to bars and things like that and order drinks and have fun and yada, yada, hopefully you're going to have this new Rolodex of, of these Wimbledon Woody rated drinks that you can request and you're gonna look cool doing it you sound cool you're gonna be cool chicks are gonna love you guys are gonna wish they were you however it reminds me speaking of the bar and being seen in it and who you are and what what kind of person you can be in those settings of a poor bastard man from the failed city of pompeii Mm-hmm. Okay. Which history lesson was melted into the earth mm-hmm. or melted yes. to the earth, really, I guess would be the in 79 AD. Dust to uh, dust, ash to ash. Yeah, like when that. Vesuvius went up. So every once in a while they excavate like new shit. They found a guy uh, dead in what was called like in a bar, like in a street, like a street market bar, oh. they call it. I'm like, oh. Not Good a bad for way that, to go. dude. This is like, yeah, you're living under a volcano. Not ideal, but if you're going to be melted to death by volcanic ash, at least you're at the bar getting fucked up, right? That's right. That's right. That's wrong. Because then I continued reading this article, and it was actually what note they to described. self. Don't don't don't. Once you get with the information you need from it, sh- piss off. Yeah, it uh, it was considered like a salad bar. So this poor man spent his last moments on earth at a fucking salad bar. I mean, 
that's just not ideal, right? Like that's mm-hmm. not like if that's like be, like like being in a Panera Bread or something or or some some midtown. Yeah, I mean, and you just know it wasn't his idea to be there, right? You know he was right. just drugged there mm-hmm. by his 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 significant other. It's a New right? Year's was, resolution from seventy eight to seventy nine, and they all said they'll be healthier. Yeah, it's and, some like Saturday morning. She's like, "Hey, great idea! I just had this thought. Let's go down to the market and get some new uh, necklaces, some bead necklaces, mm. and uh, some pottery. And we could stop at the great salad bar we love that we always eat at." And he's like, "Oh yeah, babe, let's great. go do it." And I just have to imagine the last words out of that guy's mouth as he was just sitting there realizing how miserable he was. And he was like, just fucking kill me. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, it must have been the solstice or a, a shooting star went by because that is it's God like, granting. It's like that. You remember that Adam Sandler, Chris Farley scene? Where she's <laughs> yeah. reading the like, it's her and Han- uh, Chris Farley's the wife and Adam Sandler's Hank. She's like. You hear that, eh? Give me cancer now, God. That was Day that and guy. Night she talks. He's yeah. just staring at Vesuvius. He's like, if you were ever going to fucking Fuck. explode, do it. do it now, you fucking coward. <laughs> but he didn't think about it, right? Because now what happens? This guy's fucking entombed. His skeleton is immortalized mm. inside a fucking salad bar. So it wasn't bad enough that he wasted his last day on Earth on a fucking, you know, uh, a day out on the town doing errands and chores yeah. at a salad bar. Now the whole world, for all of eternity, or at least into perpetuity, mm-hmm. knows this guy was a fucking loser. Or at least that's all the information you have to Right, I mean, we have him. to extrapolate to the extent that he was a fucking loser, because why? He's at a salad bar, man. You're... You're, you're I mean, a square, bro. Right, because there, there's no other possibility other than what you have just laid out. There's no possibility that he saw Mount Vesuvius getting ready to erupt and went, I, I gotta go get my last favorite salad. Uh, I gotta go have that black bean quinoa. Oh, where's my arugula? God damn no. it. So that's clearly not what happened. I'd probably have more respect for him then. Actually, I wouldn't, but. Like you couldn't have died in a brothel? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shooting dice in the back alley in your tunic or whatever they wore you know there. there. You know there's a guy down at the, the across the corner there who's just slamming back some shit red wine. He's like, yeah, he's dead with like a 40 of whatever like mead they would make. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just terrible. pottery yeah. with three X's on it. You know, it's, the, you know, it's. That's the cool one. That's the cool. That's the guy who went out on top. Not right. salad bar, man. Right. And we may never get a story about him, but everybody knows. But see, that's the problem. That's the problem because, you know, history writes its own story that way because mm-hmm. he chose not to write his own story. He chose to just be along for the ride in his own life. And this mm-hmm. is where it got him. It got that's him right. as the fucking salad bar simp that was melted <laughs> to the ground by a fucking <laughs> volcano. Salad bar simp. Hold on. Let me write that down for yep. when we make well, some t-shirts. Seth. <laughs> New uh, new garage time merch dropping. We got merch coming. Salad bar simp model line. I like no, it. Thank you. Salad bar simp. You know, I'll pass on that. I mean, I, I, I yeah. like. I can feel his anguish prior to the lava hitting his face, of just having to be there. It's just like, oh, That's what I'm saying he come was on, the at game's them. on. He was. <laughs> 
He was staring. Gladiators are fighting. It's, right. what are we He's doing staring here? at the 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 volcano going, you fucking coward. Just mm-hmm. do it. Yep. Just do it. Poor salad bar simp. So, Anyways. <laughs> so this may be a um, <clears throat> a bad next thing to, to bring up, and maybe I'll, I'll just be quick about it. So, uh, uh, there's, let me just put it this way. There's no good segue out of melted salad bar simp man. No, no, there's not. Uh, so Tanya Roberts, I believe is how you pronounce her first name. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. On, I believe it was Sunday morning. It was announced through her publicist or, or whoever that the former Bond girl and star from that 70s show had died. Oh yeah. Midge. Yeah, and then Monday, she had proceeded to undie. Mm, I heard about that. Yes, and then what I found out today is that she is now dead again. Yeah, she's absolutely dead. Yeah, so so I, I don't quite know all the details. I also don't particularly care to know all the details. But I was like, oh, so Bond girl died. I love Bond. I was like, oh, she was in, you know, Spy Love Me or whatever. And I went, okay, that's sad. And then Monday she wasn't dead anymore, and I went, okay, well, no, oh, wait a minute now. Now you've piqued my interest. And then she died a, a day later again. I went, okay, no, wait a minute. What are we doing here? What are <laughs> hold, we doing here? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, so what? what I just, did did you ever figure out what the deal was? Because I saw she was yeah, dead, yeah. and then I it, saw later in the day that like. Uh, her publicist or something came out yeah. and was like, uh, no, she's not. Well, so it turned out to be some like miscommunication crossed wires. The, her, her partner, uh, was called to the hospital on Sunday to say goodbyes for final life, whatever. And he did. And then he called the publicist or the agent or whoever it was and said, Hey, I said goodbye to her today. They took that as she must be dead. Release the statement. And then what on a Monday shitty found publicist. Out Isn't that your fucking was, job? Yeah. Isn't that your job is to get Publicize the right, correct information? Get the right messaging out there? Yeah. Not great. And then so she retracted it because she then found out she was. Wouldn't it be awful if you're just on painkillers, you know it's going to end, and then you just turn on the TV in the room because there's nothing else to do but be in pain, and you're <laughs> just like, I've already died? This is heaven? This is shit. Right. Turn that morphine drip up. What's Let's worse? go. What's worse, fucking reading about your death on the TV prior to you actually dying or mm. being a salad bar simp melting in Pompeii? Uh, questions for the ages. You know, did men live with dinosaurs? You know, Adam and Eve, That's did that right. happen? I salad think we might bar need to simp. pull that. Yeah, Would you rather or... be melted by volcanic ash or watch the news report your death before you're dead? Yeah. Not to be disrespectful to the recently dead. I don't particularly care about the old dead, but the recently dead. Uh, not to be terribly disrespectful, but I found that to be quite puzzling. If I'm you not going to lie. Like, part of me was kind of hoping it was like some wild story where she was like, mm-hmm. like, what was it? What would have? It's like the Monty Python. I'm not dead. Yeah, yeah. you are. Uh, you'll be dead any minute. Or like, what? What if it was like something wild where, and this is kind of, I don't want to say I was hoping because that does sound bad, mm-hmm. but like, uh, the report comes out, she's dead, but then she's like, no, I'm not. And then like 
the person dies by something completely unrelated to what mm-hmm. it was supposed not like okay she's not dead but this thing this headline will, for, is yeah. going to work here pretty soon yeah this exact same headline is going to fit whether it's now or in a day but then or it two. was struck by lightning right, and like she was going to get her mail like, no, yeah. she was doing great just wham oof I mean, that would have to take you to rethink, like, your entire world view of what is and isn't supposed to be happening in control of life. I would just want to make life. sure that no one ever reported on me, ever, seeing that kind of power. Because if they got something wrong, mm. then I'm just going to be paranoid that it's going yeah, to like happen. A final destination type of yeah. thing here. It's just put out there into the cosmos, and it will eventually come back to me. Might as well just sit under a volcano then. If it's going to happen, at least know where it's coming from, right? Just don't find yourself at a salad bar. That guy was or, actually asking for it, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, and, you go to a salad bar at the base of Mount Vesuvius, the cosmos is going to correct you. He's probably yeah, the reason why the whole fucking city is gone. That's an interesting thought. It's probably like, you know, some like huge day there, right? Mm-hmm. Something it's just huge like tournament of champions. And this guy just spat in the face of tradition and gods and trying to get a piece of that. You know what? Forced the shopkeeper to stay open who was gonna go attend the festivities. Went to the salad bar and they were like serve him. You know what? We gotta clear <laughs> we gotta hit reset. Sorry, Sodom and Gomorrah, the shit you fucked <sighs> up. That'll teach him. I think that's it. Hey, how many salad bars do you think are at the base of active volcanoes right now? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. bet you none. Mm-hmm. No. I bet They've you can't find lesson. a single one. The oracles have spoken. This is like uh, actual history. We need to change this from a comedy podcast to a history podcast because I feel I see like no faults in any of our facts. I would just call it like it is. That's all I do. Yeah. Balls and strikes here. Balls and strikes. All we're doing. Well, I, don't, right. I, I mean, I, I think our I think our logic is sound. I think we're taking a few a few leaps of of, of assumption, but nothing out of reason. No, absolutely. I mean, we're we don't just say things to put them out there. I mean, my goodness, no. we have more respect for ourselves. Than absolutely. That. Well, All right. I tell you, I'm, I'm I'm a little tired. I'm still I'm still off the. Uh, I'm still used to going to bed at like ten o'clock, and so. I'm kind of fading away. Yeah, um, I can appreciate that. But you know, we've got uh, we got a good, we've got a good couple of weeks coming up. I've I've um, I'm going to be doing the floor. We've talked about this. I'm going to be doing the floors in the house here soon, mm-hmm. uh, which will include the Florida room, and then hopefully uh, finish the remodel on that. And then who knows? We might be able to. Get away from this remote, mm. big garage. It'll be our hibernation station, right? Which which we warned you about. Yep. So, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully that comes together a little quicker. Um, mm-hmm. But as with all things in life, it takes time. So indeed. Why don't you uh, before we say our goodbyes? Why don't you hit us with some business? Sure. Yeah, so if you guys want to get in touch with us, uh, let us know any feelings about anything or just keep up with stuff that we're posting and putting out into the to the world, uh, you can follow us at Garage Time Podcast at Instagram, uh, Garage Time on Twitter, at Garage Time Podcast on Facebook as well. Uh, you can also email us directly at garagetimepod at gmail.com. 
Um, these are the best ways to get in touch with us and see the stuff, the content that we're putting out uh, on those socials. Also, make sure that you are subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts and any other uh, podcast platform. Uh, that way, what it's going to do is automatically bring you up, bring up our new episodes that drop uh, first things first every morning uh, and download them to you so you have them. If you go offline, you can listen to us as well because we want to make sure that you hear the soothing, dulcet sounds of our voices uh, anywhere you go in this fine world. All right, well... Before we get out of here, one last shout out, of course, to Big Minty and uh, Tony Meatballs. That's right. Keep uh, keep on doing the good work. Um, make sure you guys all pay attention. If you're out there in a position to get nicknamed, that mm. you don't get misnicknamed. Because remember, if there's one thing you can take from this, is that nicknames are you you cannot repeal them. That's They're right. Just a, it is what it is. So don't get mm-hmm. misnicknamed. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. that's just words to live by. Honestly, it is. It is. Don't get misnicknamed and don't go to you're, salad bars. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna wake up as Quaker Oat. That's gonna be your nickname. <laughs> and you're like, well, I'm I'm gonna go to a salad bar at the base of a fucking volcano. There we go. Because that's all that's left for me. That's right. All right. Well, glad to be back. Hope everybody had a great New Year's, a great Christmas. Uh, enjoy this miserable time that is winter without a holiday. Hopefully uh, spring will come soon. But until then, as always, keep those beers cold.